Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother. So I've been on a little bit of my August hiatus here in Indiana. I'm still here. Maybe you can hear the wind and the wind chimes and the air through the rustling leaves, and maybe you can enjoy that all. Um, And I'm just here with a little bit of an update because I've been like going through it a little bit, and I wanted to share this with you guys and just, you know, share how I experience my humanity with hopes that it helps you experience your humanity as well. Um, So we've been in Indiana for about three weeks now, and we have one more left, and then we drive back to DC. And I am feeling the grief of this transition really acutely. Um, This time in Indiana has felt like a glimpse into the life that I really want on a consistent basis. And going back to what my circumstances are in DC, though wonderful, you know, I'm really privileged and lucky to have them is bringing up a lot of emotion in me. And today I actually got in the car, um, you know, a few days I'll go into a co-working studio nearby with AJ just to get some work done and, you know, do whatever I need to do. Um, and I got into the car <laughs> and I like burst into tears and I was like, okay, what's going on? And just let myself cry through it because that's how you process your emotions. You allow them to rise up and you be with them and then they subside and they go away. And afterwards I felt more clear and I was like, oh, I am really sad about leaving Indiana. Um, and this is going to be really hard for me because I have been given this taste of this this life that I want to build on a more consistent level, and I'm about to leave it. And I also don't know how to build it back in my like, quote unquote, normal, regular life back in DC. Um, And so to paint a little bit of a picture, we uh, rent this beautiful cottage on the banks of a river in Northwest Indiana every August. This is our third year doing it. And this place has taken on kind of like a mythical quality for me and AJ. Um, It is a small cottage, but it has a deck that's about the size of the cottage itself. And every morning we wake up and we make our coffee or our tea or whatever we're drinking that day. And we come out and sit on the deck and watch for what we call the wildlife parade. And we see so many animals. We see blue herons, great blue herons. We see eagles. We see squirrels and all manner of birds, rabbits, turkeys, deer, sometimes, you know, eagles, ospreys, like sometimes surprise animals of all sorts, turtles, beavers (laughs) we've seen. And it is just, it's so incredible. It's the best way to start your day. And it just feels so seamless. Um, Sometimes we do it for 10 minutes. Sometimes we do it for like 45 minutes and we're really out here. And we've also taken to... um, pulling a card from this deck that I bought. I forget the name of the card, but it's like medicine, animal medicine or something. And we pick an animal card for the day and read about the energy of the animal. And it just has become this really incredible little ritual. And then 
you know, oftentimes we're doing work during the day or I'm trying not to work as much. So I'm maybe running errands or watching Netflix or working out or taking a walk or whatever. Um, but I've been doing work. I've been catching up on some stuff here, building out secretly ambitious and a few other things. And, um, so we have the days like a pretty regular day, but we come home and sometimes we have family stuff. AJ's family is here and we're often hanging out with them or uh, visiting with some of his wonderful friends. And a lot of the time we we don't have obligations. Um, and the nights look like we might go for a canoe ride <laughs> on the river, which is incredible. I swear to God, I think this river is on a vortex. Like if you've been to Sedona you um you know the power of vortexes basically they're concentrated areas of energy in the earth and they just feel really good and they're kind of magical and they can really shift things inside of you and i swear to god the bend of the river we're on has got to be on a vortex i looked it up on like vortex sites and i couldn't find it as marked but i'm i'm going to say it is cuz it just it feels magical here every time i go out in that canoe on that river i'm just overcome with inspiration and magic and gratitude and it just feels like this very timeless, special place. Um, and then maybe after we go for a canoe ride, we'll, we we often just read. And we open up all of the windows in the living room, and I light my 11 billion candles, and I light some incense. And AJ has like a jazz Spotify playlist he likes that he'll put on. And we open all the windows, and you can hear the animals outside. And so mostly we hear like the crickets and the cicadas, but sometimes we hear kind of crazy stuff. Like we've heard some like pretty intense owl screams. <laughs> we've heard some blue herons screaming, which we found out that's what it was. Like, they might have been being provoked in their nest or something by somebody, um, but it was a very unsettling sound. Um, or just music from the other houses along the river, you know, just the wind. We can hear a storm come in. Um, and then we put ourselves to bed, and we're usually in bed by like 10 or 11 or so. And it starts all over again. And it's just like, oh, this is the life I want. <laughs> it's slow. It's slow. Um, the, the, the access to nature is just so easy. I can be out on the river immediately in a canoe, or I can be walking around, or I can drive 10 minutes to an incredible hiking path. Um, it just feels integrated in our lives in a very easy way. Um, sometimes in a way that feels a little too easy, (laughs) like (laughs) just watching this, like, um, squirrel that knocked over a thing on our deck over there. But the animals are right there. And they really feel like um, guides. And I really feel connected to the river. I've done some reading about how homes have spirits, lands have spirits, rivers have spirits. And I feel deeply connected to the spirit of this particular river. Whatever that is, I don't really know what it is or what that really means, right? But there seems like there's an entity um, of this river that I am deeply connected to and I feel so grateful for. And we're leaving that <laughs> in a week. And we're going back to DC where, you know, I ha- I'm so grateful to have our condo and live with AJ and I'm, I'm so close. Um, I have some, some like my, my entire immediate family is in the DC area. Um, but my condo is on the fifth floor of a building where there was a drive-by shooting a month ago and where literally last week there was apparently a dumpster fire and where a few weeks ago, a car was set on fire outside of our apartment building. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, you know, living in a, in a major city like D.C., the summer months do see an uptick in, unfortunately, um, in violence. But it's felt really more pronounced in the last couple of years. 
and I walk outside and there's nowhere really, there's roads, there's roads and houses and highways. And there's not a way for me to as deeply connect with nature. And, you know, I'm grateful for what I do have. I have a rooftop on the condo and I can go up there and journal and see a lot of birds. Um, you know, we've even made friends with a lot of the neighborhood cats and we'll go on walks and connect with the kitties that are don't seem to belong to anybody in particular, but, you know, float around the neighborhoods and get fed by somebody. And I have a, a walking trail near me, um, you know, but it's a walking trail that goes past a lot of streets and past maybe like a freaking asphalt factory, literally. <laughs> And it just, it's just not the same. And I am grieving leaving this nature behind and realizing I do not have this currently in my life in DC. And I want it so badly. I need it so badly. And I don't know how to get there. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's a lot of what was coming up for me in my my grief. Um, I often notice, like, since we've been here three years now, there's usually a pattern that comes up in the last week or a few days that we're here. And usually I get really anxious about our travel plans and I try to micromanage them down to like the nth degree. Um, and it's like, I'm like, we are leaving at X time and we must pack by X time and here's the plot and here's what we do. And AJ's not exactly that kind of traveler, though oftentimes he'll like, we'll make compromises. But I have started to realize that my micromanaging and anxiety around travel often actually is um, a suppression of grief. And that is coming up again. And so this time I have just decided to allow the grief to happen, right? Like this is a life that I'm craving more of. I know that AJ, I think is craving more of too. We don't have it yet. Um, We don't get to live at this magical cottage on this river in Indiana. And there's lots of reasons why it wouldn't make sense for us to do so. And I want to let this grief inspire us too, because I do want to make these moves towards something more sustainable that has more nature access in it. And this is something I've known for a long time, but like this window of time here in Indiana, for some reason this year, it just really sank in. It's like, I deserve this. This just shouldn't just be something that I'm doing one month out of the year. Um, I want to incorporate this into a more sustainable, regular way of life. And it's time to really take the moves towards doing something like that. Um, So that's kind of an update on like the grief that I'm feeling around this process around saying goodbye to this magical piece of land and this magical home and this little you know, cycle we've, we've built here in the past month. Um, and it's okay to grieve it. And also there's a lot of grief that comes up for highly sensitive people in the transition of seasons. And we're in one right now. I know it's, you know, you know, just the back half of August. So summer is waning, but it's still super hot where we are. It's still super sunny. Fall may feel a little bit far away, but it's coming and and I can sense it. And I'm sure you can too. And I want you to know that you may feel an unnamed source of grief around this. Um, and it could be because of the transitions of the seasons. Um, there, you know, anytime there's a transition, so highly sensitive people just feel incredibly deeply and we observe deeply and we process deeply and we know when the seasons are coming, you know, it's not just like pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. Like you can feel the shifts in the energy and in the air. And when that starts, a transition is a marking of time. It's a passage of time. And it's a, 
it's a sense of, of loss around what was or what could have been in the previous season. And you may feel grief as you step forward into this new season, um, grief around the passage of time, simply grief around the transition, and it may not have a particular name or source to it. And so if you're feeling that as we transition into fall, um, I want to just you know, speak that for you to let you know that you're not alone in that. And I feel that very deeply too. And so the grief of transition from summer into fall, even though I do love autumn and it's a beautiful season, um, it's a, it's a, there is a palpable sense of sadness for me around that as well. It's compounded on top of the mark of, of leaving Indiana and going back into DC. So that's kind of where I am emotionally. (laughs) Um, and then I also wanted to update you, like there's a lot of stuff Something that's really interesting for me right now is I don't know what the hell I want to do for work next. And this has literally never happened to me before. And I say it's literally never happened to me. And I've been in business for like two and a half years. So like, I haven't had that much time for something to never happen to me. Um, So even if this is the first time, I'm sure it will happen again. But I feel very much in a void around my work. I don't know exactly what I want to offer next. Um, I am currently winding down the first cohort, the incredible women who have been and joined me in the very first iteration of Soothe, my year-long mastermind for highly sensitive women. And, you know, I actually am sure that a lot of the grief I'm feeling is in the transition of that um, coming to the its fruition, its cycle, its completion, too, because we end at the end of September. Um, and when you get to work with a group of women for a year, you know, you deeply invest in those relationships. I have seen bonds, incredible bonds, incredible support, um, amazing things happen in relationship with these, with these groups of women. Um, and they've changed me. Um, absolutely. And it's been honor of a lifetime to teach them and share with them and grow with them myself. Um, and so that's winding down and I'm about to teach secretly ambitious, um, I've done a lot of pre-work. There's a lot going on in the community already. People are making shifts already and we're doing, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that's like the, the pre-official work, um, and the official work starts in September. So I'm putting a lot of my energy and focus into building that course out and finalizing the modules and the next steps for that and teaching that. And then what next? I don't know. <laughs> Like, I assume that I would be and and I am promoting the next round of Soothe. Um, And at the same time, so so in my head, I was gonna, I'm gonna do Soothe again, and it's gonna start in January this time. Um, And I'm gonna give us like, I was thinking about the timing of it last time it started in September. And we had like September, October, November, and then November and December came and there were a couple like we were right in the beginning of like some really important tools that I was teaching people And November and December, I think were like too heavy for people to learn those tools, um, just because of the holiday season. And I wanted to shift it. So it's like if it starts at January, it starts at the start of the year and it ends in December at the end of the year. And like you're you're doing your learning in like the winter spring season. And so you might have more the idea is like you have more time um, for being with the tools that that I'm teaching you. And it's not like, you know, December and you're trying to figure out your winter holidays and New Year's and everything while also trying to learn this enormous workbook that I've taught you. Um, But I don't know, y'all. Soothe is feeling like it might need to evolve. And I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I've been thinking a lot about what do I actually want my business to look like? And I mean, obviously, I should be doing that. A business owner should be thinking about that all the time. But before it's had 
a very predetermined quality. It's like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And it's like, come to me pretty intuitively. And I felt very certain about a lot of the things. And now I'm just like waiting for like stuff to come through me to channel whatever might want to be taught next. And I'm just like, nope, nothing. Darkness, void, black, like, and then also edges of a sense that maybe Soothe is meant to be different. Um, You know, in its current iteration, it's a year long. And there are four different small groups of six to eight women. And everybody gets a monthly one on one with me and we have a new workbook and theme every month that we work through. And I'm like, maybe Soothe needs to be more large scale. Um, maybe there's an element of removing the one-to-one access or only providing it to people who choose to to pay at a tier that matches that. And maybe I make it a larger thing um, and let more people, not let more people, but invite more people to join us by making it more accessibly priced. And then maybe I figure out a way to do these small groups, but they're not facilitated by me necessarily. So people can still connect in small groups, but I don't have to be in every single one because if I were to make it larger and more um, price accessible, I couldn't facilitate all of the small groups either. And so I'm like, I don't know, where is this going in my head? I have no idea. (laughs) I'm also thinking about a membership that's nowhere near like ready. So don't expect that anytime soon. That would probably be like middle of 2023, maybe. Um, And I'm like, that could be really fun. What would that look like? And overall, I'm like leaning into a slower pace of business, I think. And so I've really, you know, kind of shot out of the gate the first two and a half years that I've been in. I um, created a ton. I made a lot of money and I've really been like going, going, going. And I kind of just assumed that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to scale and then I'm going to be this and I'm going to hire these people and we're going to make these programs. And I'm just like, oh no, (laughs) I do not want to do any of that. I don't want to scale. Like, I don't want to hire tons of people. I don't want to grow at a more rapid rate than I already have. In fact, I might want to slow down a little bit. Um, The metaphor I was thinking of is like, you know, whoever started, um, let's say, do you guys remember like the chopped salad franchise? Like, I think it still exists, but like, or any fruit food franchise, Starbucks, whatever, um, you know, it starts as a store and then it, it has enormous success and, and the, the path seems to be, you know, to grow and to franchise and to scale. And then you have like 20 locations across the country and 50 and then a hundred and Starbucks has like, God knows how many Starbucks has got to be in the thousands, right? And I just assumed like the Sunday Soother was going to be this thing where it just scaled and it was like growing bigger and bigger. And I wanted to have an empire of highly sensitive women, like changing the world and teaching them tools for all the nervous system, emotional regulation, mindset stuff. And I'm like, I don't think I want to be a franchise. (laughs) I think I want to be a restaurant that's quirky and unique and small. And, And maybe it does impact a lot of people, but in a way that's not through serving mass amounts of folks at a really high volume. Um, My friend Katie Seaver is a, uh, she's a life coach as well. And she talks about often, like, I can't remember if I gave her this metaphor or her business coach did or something, but she thinks about her life coaching as like a boutique hotel. And it's a really high end. Um, 
you know, she, she charges relatively high ticket. I think it's like 15,000 for six months to work with her one-on-one or something. Um, but it's really custom. It's really unique. It's really deep. You feel super special when you're in there, right? Like you have all of her attention. She doesn't take that many clients at a time. And she's like, this is my boutique hotel. This is my coaching business. And I'm like, okay, what do I want the Sunday soother to be? Um, do I want it to be a boutique hotel? That's cool, but I don't think that's exactly what it is. I kind of want it to be more like a cottage or a farm that like people can come to retreats on and like classes are taught. (laughs) Does this metaphor make any sense? And so like they're pretty accessible and they're seasonal and there's an element of nature, which is so huge. And they're, they're unique and you have my attention. Um, you know, a lot of coaching programs grow into this thing where the coaches or whoever's at the helm, you know, are the brand figure and the figurehead. And I'm sure they're like totally impacting the content and creating the structure, but they'll have like co-coaches or other people doing a lot of the day-to-day stuff. And I'm like, that sounds more like I want my little like Sunday soother to be like a farm cottage that you go on retreat on. Oh, and I just saw a blue heron fly past. So maybe that's a good sign that what I'm speaking to is, is sort of where I'm meant to be going. Um, and I want it to match the rhythms of the seasons. And I want to be able to, you know, shut down the farm cottage for a while and like go on vacation to the tropics. <laughs> and um, oh, I'm watching these two blue herons dance with each other. It's really beautiful. See, this is the kind of stuff you just can't get recording from in your home office in Washington, DC. Um, and I want there to be such a huge element of community. I mean, community has got to be like one of my number one qualities, values. Um, I want people to come and be changed by each other and by my work. And yeah, and that's kind of where I'm feeling I'm taking my business. I I just assumed that I was going to be hiring a ton and growing and expanding. And now I'm just like, what if I just keep it super simple? What if it's like me and and a virtual assistant? Like, And that's maybe all it ever is. And it's not like I'm becoming this big CEO and really stepping into this larger, more visible role. But like, what if it's me and a virtual assistant and maybe the Sunday See Their Newsletter grows some and maybe it doesn't. Maybe it stays around like the 5,000-ish people it's at. Maybe I stay around, you know, the 7-ish thousand people I have on Instagram. Um... And, you know, of course they grow. You want, you want some growth. Um, but maybe it's not just like, okay, well, I need to like get to 20,000 on Instagram. Like I need to grow the Sunday Soother to 10,000. Maybe I'm just like in this really sustainable community of people who really care about the same thing. And we circle together and sometimes they refer in friends and people. Um, but maybe they just come and stay for a while. And maybe it becomes like this cottage where we say they come and stay every year, right? Maybe they take a program of mine every year. Or maybe you guys sign up for a membership. Um, that's a monthly price that is accessible to you. And you get all the nourishment you need from like a Sunday Soother membership program. And there's, you know, weekly coaching and workbooks in there. Um, yeah. And so... I don't know. This has actually been good to talk it out because I hadn't talked it out <laughs> out loud beforehand. Um, the other thing I know about my business is I'm definitely moving away from the one-to-one model. Um, I have really built my business on the back of one-to-one coaching, and I've been so grateful for that. And it is something that while I've had the most incredible one-on-one coach uh, clients, and I feel like I've made shifts in their lives, it doesn't feel like the next right step for me. Um, the one-on-one coaching is beautiful and it can be quite draining. 
Um, you know, there's an element of deep connection, deep emotional bonding and deep change that you're helping somebody work through. And that's been a great honor and privilege. Um, and I feel myself shifting more towards like a teaching role where I'm teaching larger groups of people tools that they, that then they can implement in their own lives through community with support from community rather than like direct support from me. So kind of that's where I am in my life right now. I hope this has been a little interesting for you guys to hear me talk through some of my things that I'm experiencing, my current emotions, desiring more nature in my life, grief around moving on from this beautiful spot in Indiana and back to DC where I have so much to be grateful for, but I know it is my time to shift out of that location and try to take the messy steps to figure out what's next for me and AJ location wise and, and what we want there. And then in the middle, in the messy middle of figuring out my business, right? What does that look like? I don't know. I don't know. And that's okay not to know. It's okay not to know all of these things. Um, it's okay to be a business owner and have no flipping clue what you are doing <laughs> in periods of your business and to be guessing and taking stabs and trying out new things and realizing that what you desire in your business is, is different um, from season to season, from year to year, from stage to stage. And that's okay. That's how it is. That's just how it is to be a human. There is not like one rigid container that is always going to fit me and my needs in life, in my personal life or in my business. And it shouldn't be that way for you either, whether you are, you know, a person and or somebody who owns a business or is trying to figure out that business stuff for you too. So I'll stop there for today, but I'm excited to be back on the podcast. More episodes coming. Um, there are some things in the show notes. I'm still keeping the waitlist open for Soothe because I do think I will do something with Soothe. And so please get on the waitlist because there's going to be significant price discounts and information about that. Um, and other goodies in there. Oh, yeah, I'm hosting a retreat. <laughs> Speaking of more in-person retreat stuff, I'm hosting a New Year's Eve retreat in Western Maryland with my dear friend Kelly Barrett. Um, and there's probably about like 10 spots left for that too. So the details for that are in the show notes. And I'd love to hear any reactions. I'm still off Instagram, but I'll be back on in early September. So if you want to DM me or just drop a note or a review for the podcast, that would be great. Sending all my love and I'll talk to you soon. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.